Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you on this wonderful Monday. We bring you greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's the head of our life. And we definitely want to honor our leadership today, our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Janice Newsom. Uh, we bring you greetings in the name of the Lord today. And so uh, we count it a great uh, privilege and honor to be in your presence. And so we thank God for a wonderful weekend uh, with uh, our church fellowship. Uh, what a time, what a time, praise God. So I'm starting to uh, think that we should probably have a couple of those throughout the year uh, since it went so, so well. And the weather was, the weather was just, uh, God was so good to us. We didn't have to swat bees and uh, too much. And then uh, we definitely had uh, uh, good weather. So we thank God for the Lord blessing us to have a, a nice dry day and not being too hot or sticky. And so uh, it was a great turnout. And so we had quite a few to come out and be with us, even some from uh, other assemblies. And so uh, we do thank God for uh, our visitors and those that came to help. Uh, us in the fellowship. So we really, really enjoyed the Lord and we enjoyed our brothers and sisters and the Lord. And so uh, we were just excited about that. And then Sunday um, had a great testimony service and the Lord moved in the service. Our speaker was our evangelist Wilson, one of our evangelists that's with us. And so we thank God for her uh, you know, delivering uh, the word of God. And she said, if you don't mean it, don't do it. Uh, and that was the part of the message that uh, kind of stuck with me. Um, because uh, the subject was who's on the Lord's side. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on the Lord's side. I don't want to be over here all this time and miss out with the Lord. And so we are serious about our salvation and that's why we're here today we want to uh, encourage the people of God through the Word of God uh, we have a beautiful series coming up next week so please stay tuned we have a beautiful beautiful series not that this series is not beautiful but we have a beautiful series on next week uh, we've been working on some things and so we will not uh, air on Labor Day due to the holiday so we want you to know that we will not broadcast on next Monday, but we will pick it up on that Wednesday, and we may extend it a little bit Wednesday to uh, get across uh, this nice uh, uh, subject matter that the Lord has given us to share with the people of God. But today, we still want to uh, encourage you from the Word of God. God has not released us from uh, a living witness, and we're going to uh, define it for you and we're going to go a little bit farther today in it. So stay with us. We're only going to be here 30 minutes. So um, we started a little late uh, due to some technical audio issues that we're uh, upgrading the audio sound so that we can provide you with clear, crisp audio on our Podbean app. So we're broadcasting uh, several platforms, three platforms at one time now. And so we're syncing the audio uh, so that uh, everyone gets the same quality. So that was the reason for us 
being a little delayed today, but just wanted to explain to you that we want to uh, put our very best forward. And I um, would like to use this as uh, a teaching opportunity. You know, um, my bishop, my pastor, uh, he teaches us where we are, that if you're going to do something, and I, I'm not saying, I'm not putting this on anyone else, but this is just uh, a teaching tool to help you and a rule stick to measure by, you know, based on the word of God. You know, uh, God wants us to give us, give our double H-O-L-L-Y. We ought to be holy off into the Lord. And so I don't want to be on the Lord's side just part of the way, but I want to be all the way on the Lord's side. So whatever we do, saints, this I went the long way around to say this one uh, statement that I want to say, whatever we do, we ought to be trying to put our very, very best foot forward. And that's uh, been my mindset is to try to do my very best uh, in terms of providing quality to the people of God uh, in the broadcasting uh, arena. And so let us get ready to get into this topic as we get ready to go before the Lord in prayer. But I was kind of just rambling on with that. But I want to uh, say to all of you out there, uh, thank you for joining us and being patient with us. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, just want to say, you know, we got still some things going on uh, in our city. It's uh, disheartening. Uh, there's uh, violence, random shooting every night. Uh, and I'm not only uh, giving you the dark side of the city. There are some upsides to our city uh, here in Milwaukee. And so just want to let you know that uh, if you got crime in your area, it's not only uh, in your area, it's everywhere. And so I say this to say that that sin is everywhere. There was a shooting in Houston. There's, uh, you know, different events everywhere. And so I say that to the people of God for you to be encouraged and don't think you're going to get up and run from trouble because you can't run from trouble. We have to do what Paul told Timothy, and that is to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. That means we need to uh, buckle down uh, in the Lord and go for the ride for the long haul. Hmm? And i never forget that, um, you know, the Bible lets us know we're troubled on every side, uh, but we're yet not in distress. You know, we're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. And we're cast down and we're not destroyed. And so knowing that, you ought to be encouraged enough to know, hold on, hang on in there and keep going for the Lord. Especially those of you that, have afflictions in your bodies, uh, maybe going through uh, difficult challenges, things of that nature. We want to pray for you and your family. And we definitely want you to pray for us and our family because we need your prayers. And no man is an island to himself, but we definitely need uh, the people of God to be praying for one another. And so I want to say to you today, uh, as we get ready to go before the Lord in prayer, please pray for our uh our organization uh, in its entirety. Pray for our bishop. Uh, pray for our assistant presiding bishop. Uh, pray for their wives. Pray for the executive council board of bishops. Uh, please pray uh, for our pastors and first ladies. Uh, 
um, special prayer for my pastor and first lady that the Lord will continue to bless them as well as strengthen and encourage them. Uh, and I believe sometimes our leaders may sometimes uh, feel the weight, feel the pressure just because uh, people were in an unthankful time. People don't, uh, and I've noticed this just by observation, and we, we're still, you know, getting the prayer requests, but this is why I want you to pray for our, all of our leaders, because it's really a thankless job. You know, pastoring is a thankless job, you know, uh, and a lot of times we think appreciation is just a time we should tell the pastor, thank you. But there's 12 more months throughout the year. He got to deal with, you know, devils and our problems and, you know, all kinds of things, you know, church uh, related issues. And so we should be, you know, uh, mindful of those things because we uh, also go through things and we look for encouragement. If nobody else calls us, nobody else come checks on and see about us. We're looking for the pastor to do it. And so what I mean by that, I'm saying we should be mindful enough as people of God, you know, uh, to pin some words on the pastor and first lady when we see them, because we don't know what they're going through and let it be genuine, of course. Uh, but we ought to be able to say, you know, just uh, in an authentic way, uh, pastor and first lady, thank you for just, you know, just being you, you know, just for, you know, operating in your calling. But the simple fact is, uh, all of these pastors out here, you know, they're putting their life on the line. You know, they're putting their families out there. You know, they're putting, you know, uh, they're putting it all into it. And I'm saying this to say that we as as a people of God, the least we could do to help lighten up the load is just to say, you know, thank you goes a long way. And so I want to I just wanted to say that to all of you that are pastoring out there, especially to. Uh, my pastor, I say my bishop, which means, you know, that we're connected. And I, I say that with no reservation. I say my bishop. We thank God for my bishop and first lady because um, they're genuine people. And we thank God for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, they don't love us, you know, regardless. And so we thank God for God, you know, uh, placing them over us. And so uh, we dare not uh, take them for granted. Because uh, I just say, we never know. We never know when it's going to be our last time. So let us go before the Lord in prayer. Remember our leaders in prayer, our senior bishop, Bishop Scott, all of our mothers, uh, all of the saints that are in the hospital, those that may be shut in, can't get out, uh, that may uh, have uh, death in their families, may be dealing with uh, grief or bereavement, may be grief-stricken or dealing with bereavement. Please pray for the Doss family, uh, the Lee family. Pray for the Murchison family. Pray for all of our church family, especially our uh, viewers and subscribers. Pray for them and their families that the Lord uh, will bless them and, uh, and uh, richly bless them that they may uh, give their lives over to the Lord and be saved. And so let us go before his throne as we uh, pray for some of these things we're dealing with uh, uh, in our in our world and in our cities and in our homes and in our churches let us pray eternal god our savior in the name of jesus lord as we come before your throne we thank you once again lord for your blessing today we give you glory honor and praise for just allowing us to see a brand new day we thank you lord hallelujah oh god for your 
unfailing grace and favor that you, O oh God, granted unto us. And we give you thanks, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, shower down your anointing. O oh God, in our midst today, we need you, Lord, as we touch and agree and we pray, God, for the interests of, O oh God, the body of Christ and every believer, God, that's calling on the name of Jesus, that's been blood washed and born of the water and of the spirit. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would grant them your divine protection as well as healing and your divine providence, O oh God. O oh God, do it for them, Lord God. Honor their petitions and, O oh God, various requests they may have up before you that it be according to your will and we pray lord you will send deliverance to those that are grief stricken those in the hospital those that are bereaved those oh god behind prison walls those that are in nursing homes oh god those oh god that's walking up and down the street don't have a mind lord we pray in the name of jesus lord that you would bless oh god the mental health of those oh god that may have issues that they're dealing with lord and, oh, God, we look to you as the healer. Ultimately, oh, God, you are the healer. We pray, God, through methods of medicine and, oh, God, oh, God, modern, oh, God, technology through, oh, God, medicine. We pray, God, that you would heal, ultimately, oh, God, the thing that they're dealing with in the name of Jesus. And those, oh, God, that's possessed, we pray, God, you would, oh, God, grant your people with the power, God, that you've given us according to Acts 1 and 8, that we will cast out devils, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, oh God, that your people might be delivered and that we would have discernment, Lord. Oh God, according to your divine word, give us discernment, Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray now, Lord, you would touch that child, Lord, that's in the hospital right now. Lord, touch them, Lord, grant them deliverance, oh God. Touch in the name of Jesus, Lord. Send healing, send deliverance like only you can. We thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and the praise. We pray, God, for our nieces, our nephews, and our siblings, our brothers and sisters, Lord God. Oh, God, natural and spiritual. We pray, God, you would touch in the name of Jesus. Lord, send healing virtue right now. Pray for our pastor and first lady and those, oh, God, in ministry and those that are leading flocks, oh, God. We pray that you would, oh, God, continue, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, bless them as under shepherds, God, to feed the flock of God to which the Holy Ghost have made them overseers. Bless them, God. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory and the praise. We thank you right now. Look on Missionary Newsom, Lord God. Look on our daughter, Gabrielle, and the grandchildren. Look on, oh God, the saints' children. Most of all, God, we pray, oh God, for those that are backslidden, those, oh God, that, oh God, are fallen from grace, oh God, that, oh God, they will be renewed under repentance. And, oh God, that your blood will cover them. And, oh God, that they may enter in, God, and, oh, God, be saved. We thank you and we praise you for it. And Lord, we give your name all the glory and the praise. We thank you for it. We decree and declare in the matchless name of Jesus. Word our mouth, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get started here. Okay. In a slow start here today, but we want to go uh, to uh, the scripture in Isaiah uh, 43 and 9. We're going to start there with Isaiah 43 and 9. And we're going to read it for you here. And let me put it on the screen. 
uh, for you. Isaiah 43 and 9. So let's put that there. Okay, I'll put the scripture on the screen for you. He says, let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare and show this former thing. He says, let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is true. Uh, my next scripture that I want to get is we're going to go, well, let's read verse number 10. We're going to go to Acts uh, chapter 1, and we're going to read a little bit there. But I'm going to get verse number um, 10 in this same book of Isaiah, Isaiah 43 and 10. He says, Ye are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that, thou, that they may know and believe me and understand that I am he and before me there was no God form neither shall there be after me now when we talk about living witness here this means to see this means to hear or know by personal experience or perception. And so uh, to witness is to be present or to have seen it with your own eyes, to testify or to give or for it evidence this is why we're going to go to Acts 1 and we're going to go to Acts 2 because many people say and I hear this and I know people mean well when they say I'm a child of God you know we all God's children I understand you know what they're trying to convey but we want to deal with the scripture the truth of the scripture of being a living witness. This is why, you know, uh, to be an apostle, you know, and we, we're not dealing with titles right now, but we're just dealing with the ones that were called and chosen as apostles. Uh, they had seen Jesus. Even Apostle Paul saw Jesus on the Damascus Road. All right, I just want to make sure you know, that we deal with the theological point and we know, you know, the apostleship has to deal with, you know, those that's over, you know, um, uh, a particular body or uh, group of believers. But I want to deal with the point of the apostles of those that were witnesses, praise God. 
those that witness this. And so even people nowadays are in the church. And this is why the apostolic teaching needs to still be taught and it needs to be maintained, uh, the teaching, because people are coming in the church now. Let me say this now. Don't misunderstand me, those of you that are on YouTube or Facebook. Hear me out. There's people now uh, claiming the Holy Ghost. You know, there's people now, they come in the church and they claim the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, you know a tree by its fruit. And he says, a good tree cannot produce corrupt fruit and neither can a corrupt tree produce good fruit. I'm just paraphrasing here, but it's in the scripture, in the gospels. So he says, and you should know the tree. You should know the tree by the fruit that it bears. So when you get in the church, when people say they, you know, they have been saved, you know, and I'm going to use that term uh, a little tighter this time as I deal with the witness. When we say that we are saved, hear me out now. When we say I am saved and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Doesn't say uh, that does not say that we don't have flaws and imperfections. Hmm? Now, Job had flaws. Uh, Moses had flaws, but uh, the Lord called Job perfect and upright. So let's take a look, though. Let's take a closer look at the witness, though. You know, the witness have experienced it. Uh, let, let me go to it. I'm, I'm going to go to Acts real quick. Go with me to Acts. Stay with me. I want to show you something here. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. When you're talking about a this type of witness, <laughs> the apostles, they were witnesses of Jesus. They saw him live. They saw him get crucified. They also saw him resurrected. Well, in the viewpoint, when they came to the tomb, the body was gone. And he told, uh, he met the girls while they were on their way down. Oh, glory be to God. To Galilee, he told them to meet him in Galilee. But to make a long story short, uh, I want to uh, go to Acts chapter 1. But to make a long story short, uh, they were witnesses of Jesus and the things that he did. Even as, they, as the Holy Ghost moved them and they wrote, they wrote of the things that they witnessed, the things that they seen. They didn't imagine this. This is why, you know, when people say, well, the Bible is, is, is man-written. Yes, it is. And uh, Mother Flowers covered that yesterday. People tell you in a minute, the Bible is written by men. Absolutely. But they were holy men. And they wrote and they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So they the, the living witness uh, was the one that was speaking. And this is why when you receive the Holy Ghost, and somebody tell you to speak in tongues. Somebody teach you how to speak in tongues. 
You don't have the Holy Ghost that oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. You don't have that living witness. Hmm? And we got to do more teaching. You know, I know when we preach, we preach to reach, but we teach to keep that which has been reached. And we have to do more teaching about this living witness. Because the thing that be in us, which is of the Holy Ghost, it is alive. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. Huh? I want to let you know. And every now and then, you, hey, no woman that carries a child for nine months don't feel a kick at some point. Hmm? Let me get out of here. I got to go. Between that first month and that ninth month, there's going to be some kicking going on. Oh, glory be to God. And oh, I, I get worried when my holy, oh, I get worried when, 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 when it ain't kicking. Hmm? Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. I get a little worried, huh? A little concerned. Oh Lord, have mercy. When the spirit ain't moving in my life like it used to and ought to. Hmm? And so we all should be checking, you know, to make sure that living witness is still alive. Because if you shame to tell somebody about Jesus on your job. I, I don't know about your witness. I don't know if your witness works. Hmm? I know when I get in my car and I put the key in and turn it on and the starter kick in, if I don't hear, hear number clicks, something ain't working right. Hmm? And so having this living witness, we're going to go to Acts chapter 1 here and do some reading real quick. But I want to show you something here as we get deeper off into this living witness. Because your witness ought to be alive. Hmm? And uh, when it's alive, it's going to testify that Jesus is Lord. Hmm? You know, it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna, it's gonna tell uh, just as sure. If it's the real thing, it's going to speak. But this is why when people uh, tell other folks to speak in tongues, or teach and train and try to show people how to speak in tongue and how people repeat after them. You really ain't got the Holy Ghost. Hmm? And you need to get the real Holy Ghost because we got some real uh, forces that's fighting against the church. So let's go to Acts and uh, go to Acts 1 and uh, let's go to Acts 1 and 4. Let's go there. Acts 1 and 4. I'm going to read there just for a minute. And he says here. Well, let's see what we got here. Well, let's let's just get it all. I'm just going to go to Acts uh, 1 and 1. It says here, we're going to do a little read. It says here. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Even though Paul was separated, he wasn't chosen at the time that the first 12 was picked. We all know this. If we study our Bible and we know uh, these theological concepts, 
Paul was born out of due season and God uh, converted him because he was persecuting the church. He was persecuting Jesus Christ, the Christian. All right. And God met him on Damascus Road. Y'all know it in book Acts chapter 10. Y'all see it right there, you know, between, you know, that particular portion there. And God shined the light around about him. He fell off his beast. And there it was. He said, who art thou, Lord? Okay. He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. And he says, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, we're going backwards here to show you something in Acts 1 and 2 through 8. He says here, which he had promised afore by the promise by his prophets, rather, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures testified of Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, this witness was alive. An enemy tried to kill it. Hmm? Many times the enemy tried to snuff out that seed from Genesis to Revelation. Genesis 3 and 15 said, for his seed was going to bruise his head and, oh Lord, and his head was going to bruise his head. But to make a long story short, I want to show you something. All through from, from the beginning till we get here to Acts 1 and 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. All right. Even enemy tried to kill David. Saul tried. <laughs> let me get out of here. Saul tried to kill him. All right. That was the devil work. Let me. I ain't going to get into too much theological detail, but the devil always worked through somebody to try to get you. Hmm? The devil don't have no, oh, uh, let me get out of here, no pitchfork and all this stuff. But he's working through folk that don't have a mind to serve God. But let, let's take a look here. Or just back sleep. But let's take a look here. Acts uh, 1 and 4. He says, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness and by the resurrection of the dead. See this? Look at this witness right now. Now, he was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness and by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus clearly told the apostles and his disciples that I'm going to tear this these buildings you see right here. He said, I'm going to tear the building down and I'm going to build it back in three days. You're going you're gonna to raise it back up in three days. They thought he was talking about Jerusalem, which took hundreds of years to build. Hmm? Take a look at it. But Jesus was speaking more emphatically. He was speaking more emphatically about the death, burial, and the resurrection. The operation of God. Hmm? The plan of salvation. To cause. Deprive. And deprive people. And humans. To be lifted up. By God's grace. And his mercy. Through his death. 
Now look, he says here in Romans 1 and 4, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness and by the resurrection from the dead. If, if the witness is still dead, <laughs> oh Lord of mercy, huh? If the witness didn't get up and, oh, let me get out of here. If the witness didn't get up out the grave, hmm, then we're all frauds. Hmm? And this is why we can tell you as believers, Jesus is Lord because we receive the Holy Ghost. Hmm? Jesus is Lord by the glory of God the Father. Now look, I'm going to go a little bit farther in this, a little bit deeper into this living witness thing because I think we need to just step off into it just a little bit more. He says here in Romans 1 and 5, well, this, well, this, this is, this is Romans 1 and 5. Oh, Lord. Let me go to Acts. I'm sorry. I want to go to Acts. Romans was good, but I want to go to Acts. Uh, this, this screen reader sometimes gives me trouble. Okay. Acts 1. Yes, this is what I want. Now stay with me. That was good. Um, that was one of my reference scriptures, but this is not what I want. This is what I want. Acts 1 and 1. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. I should have, yeah, I kind of put the scriptures in the wrong uh, order, but you got Romans. So now we're here at Acts 1 and 1. Jesus began to do and teach. Everything that Jesus did and taught, the apostles did the same thing. All right. You follow me with the living witness. So if we're going to be a living witness. We must follow after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the teaching of the apostles according to the book of Acts. Hmm? Let's look at it. To the day in which he was taken up. Remember I talked about Jesus getting up. That after the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles, whom I want you to take a look at this scripture. This is a very, very important scripture as we talk about the living witness, Acts 1 and 2. He says, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles, whom he had chosen. Mm -hmm. God picked the apostles himself. Mm -hmm. This is why when they cast lots for Matthias, you don't see Matthias nowhere doing nothing because God chose his apostles. Mm -hmm. now, you can pick folk if you want to, 
But we can see he didn't condemn them for picking Matthias because they were trying to do things decently and in order. But we can see Paul being born out of due season. After Judas hung himself, Jesus picked Apostle Paul to be the apostle to the Gentile. He did not pick Matthias. All right. Now let's look at, you can study scripturally and you don't see Matthias uh, uh, pretty much fulfilling uh, the roles for the Gentiles. Now I'm not saying that his apostleship was not authentic. I'm not uh, making a discrepancy upon that. But what I am saying is you can see the acts of the Holy Ghost operating through the life of these believers. And that what makes the witness. If there is no Holy Ghost in me, if there's no Holy Ghost in our lives, there is no witness. Oh, glory. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? And this is why I know some of you, some of you may, um, may not receive this too well, but you need the Holy Ghost. Hmm? And you're not leaving this. You're not going to get out of here without the Holy Ghost. Hmm? I'm talking about rapture. You're not going to make the rapture without the Holy Ghost. And so this is why the Holy Ghost was given in this dispensation that we're in right now. Hmm? We're still in the day of the church. Huh? And the Holy Ghost ought to be working. Hmm? Glory. Thank you, Lord. And we ain't just holy rolling people that just speak in tongues. And ain't got no power and ain't got no sense to go with it. Hmm? I'm here to let you know. You got to have it and you need the Holy Ghost power. Let me go a little bit farther. You can teach anything you want to teach. But if you ain't teaching people that they need the Holy Ghost. Oh, let me get out of here. Mm. I got to go. Oh, I'm out of time already. Oh, Lord, I'm out of time. Where did the time go? Praise God. But Acts 1 and 3. Let's read it. I'm going to read Acts 1 and 3 for you. He says here. To whom he also showed himself alive. After his passion. By many infallible proofs. Being seen of them. Forty days. And speaking. Of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Even after Jesus got up out of the grave. Uh, he showed himself to over almost 500 uh, witnesses. Well, let's take a look here. Acts 1 and 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. You'll see it in Luke 24. Luke is writing to his protege, O Theophilus, witnessing to him the things that he witnessed. This is why I went to Acts chapter 1. All right? I went to Acts chapter 1 to show you Luke is the author of the book of Acts. He also wrote uh, St. Luke, but he's also the author of the book of Acts. But he wrote these letters to Otheophilus to witness to him the things that the apostles and himself did or witnessed Jesus do while they were with him. Hmm? Now take a look here. Let's take another look. Let's take a closer look. And being assembled together with the with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, according to uh, Luke 24, 
and 44 through 48. Huh? He said that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. What is the promise of the Father? When we talk about this living witness, what is it but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, He ye have heard of me. Let's take a look. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. He was telling them to wait till the witness come. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. And if you got up before you, oh, uh, before you spoke in tongue, before you, oh, uh, before the witness came, oh, glory be to God. Oh, Lord. Deuteronomy 19 and 15 talks about, oh, glory be to God. Oh, Lord. Talks about not being a false witness. So, and what he means by that in Deuteronomy 19 and 15, he says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Oh, glory be to God. So, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word should be established. You shouldn't just run on something you heard. You didn't hear it yourself. Because according to Acts. No, oh, let me get Let me get it now. I got to get it. I feel stirred up right now. I got to get out of here though. I'm running out of time. I'm out of time. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. See, I'm glad to be back. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to be back. I love this book of Acts. Let me go here. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Acts. I just want to go there real quick. We in Acts 1 and 5. I'm going to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to go there. It says in Acts 2 and 1, he says, And when the day of Pentecost, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They did what Jesus told them. The apostles went where Jesus told them, to Jerusalem. And they did not leave before the witness came. Oh, glory be to God. Read it for yourself. Hmm? And if you got up before the witness came, you got up too early. Glory. Oh, oh Lord. Better preach. Hmm. You got up too early. But let me let me take a look here. Let's take a look here. Uh, he says in 2 and 2, Acts 2 and 2. And then suddenly there came a sound. Oh, did you? Oh, Lord. Did you witness the sound? <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Mm, Lord have mercy. Acts 1 and 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Let's see what happens. Acts 1 and 6. And when they therefore was come to, were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at the time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They were, they were concerned about a lot of things, y'all. But he told them to wait for that witness. They were wondering what was going to 
happened to them as a nation? Were they going to be restored and be liberated from the uh, Roman bondage? Hmm? From the Roman government? Look at this. Look what he tells them. He said unto them, it's not for you to know the times or the season which the Father put in his own power. But look what he tells them here in Acts 1 and 8. This is serious business. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look what he tells them here in Acts 1 and 8. I should uh, fix those letters where you can see them. But I hope you can see them. I'm going to have to change that color. But he says here in Acts 1 and 8, But ye shall receive power. I'm going to let that soak in for a minute. Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power before the Holy Ghost comes. Uh, I think I'm in error of stating that scripture incorrectly. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes. So if you say you got the witness before you got the Holy Ghost, oh, oh, glory be to God. Mm? The truth ain't in you. Oh, I know. I got to go. I'm being nice. I'm being nice today. But ye shall receive power after Holy Ghost has come. And you running around, people running around, thinking they're going to heaven without the Holy Ghost. That is not scripture. And I'm here today to stand on the apostles' doctrine and refute all false teaching, all, for all false doctrine that teaches otherwise other than Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Oh, glory be to God. In Jerusalem, which means at home. In Judea, which means next door. In Samaria, which means down the way, down the road. Huh? And to the uttermost parts of the earth. Even if your witness only works at church, you ain't got the right witness. Hmm? This witness will go anywhere. It'll go in. Oh, Lord, I'm going to get in trouble today. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. It'll go in the kingdom hall. Huh? It'll go in the mosque. Hmm? It'll go in the Catholic church. Hmm? It'll go into the church of God in Christ. It'll go into the Methodist, uh, the AME church, hmm? the CME church. It will go anywhere. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? It'll go everywhere. Oh, I got to go. Hallelujah. I feel stirred up right now. Hmm. The Holy Ghost is pushing me today to go a little bit farther than I wanted to go. But I'm going to quit. But I want to let you know I'm not done by a long shot. I thought I was going to finish this series today. But think again. This living witness want to give you some more uh, understanding about this power that you must have. And you can have the Holy Ghost power. You can receive the Holy Ghost power. But you must get it 
according to the word of God. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. We're going to go and get it. Uh, I read Isaiah 43 and 9. I'm going to check that off. Let us go to, um, I got three more scriptures and then we're going to get out of here. We can go to Matthew 18. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. I just want to show you something real quick. Matthew 18 and 19 or 18, 16. Let's go to Matthew 18, 16 real quick. Write these scriptures down. Matthew 18 and 16. He talks about here. Jesus deals with a point here. Uh, I want to show you something here. Jesus deal with a point. If the brother or sister trespass against you. All right. He deals with this point. He said, go tell them they fault. Uh, tell it to them alone between you and them. And if they hear you, you can your brother. Then he goes a step farther in 18 and 16. And he says, but if he will not hear thee, take uh, with thee one or two more witnesses. You can take one or two more people, which is a total up to three. So you don't, according to the word of God, according to Deuteronomy chapter 19, according to the word of God, you only need three witnesses, technically, to establish, oh, glory be to God, the thing that the law said was needed, the requirement. So you can have between one and three people to witness the thing. All right? So let's take a look here. And he says here, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Hmm? This is why it's very important. You know, that we just don't repeat what we hear. Hmm? But it's established on this principle, praise God. Now, I'm going to go a little bit farther. I'm going to uh, Matthew, same book, 24. Matthew 24 and, uh, let's see, 24 and, let's see, 14. I think uh, I want to go there. 24 and 14. Okay. All right. Jesus uh, goes on his discourse here and he talks about several things about the end time, uh, what's going to happen, uh, the hearts of people. And then he goes into another discourse in the latter part of Matthew 24. And then he talks about these points. He says, uh, you know, the you know, the race ain't given to the swift, battle ain't given to the strong. And then he goes to another point. Then he says here in, in 13 verse, he says, but he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. But then he goes down here to 14 and he says, and this gospel. Let's go to. Matthew 24 and 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. I marked that scripture on purpose. Don't you know this witness is still out here because there's people that need Jesus? There's people that need to be saved. And this gospel talking about Oh, Lord, those he chose, the 12 he chose, the gospel they had. Hmm? 
and all glory be to God. The gospel they had, Paul had to confer with them, all glory be to God, with James and the council in the book of Acts. They had to come and make sure, Barnabas and them made sure that he had the same gospel because they were worried about him because they said, man, he was killing us uh, a few months ago. After they he consented at the stoning of Stephen, I got to go. <laughs> so, so this is for those you know heretics and those that want to refute Paul and say, well, he was persecuting the church. How did God change him? And and now he on the God side now, hmm? because only God can change the heart of a man. Hmm? And people have lived certain ways for years, and only God can change their heart. And that's that's one of the wonderful works about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It can save. Hmm? You know, it is the you know it is the power of God under salvation, according to uh, the Word of God. Paul said, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God under salvation to them that believe." And so, if you believe on His name, you can be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. This is why I say we should be going everywhere with this truth. And all the world for a witness unto all nations and then the end shall come. People wondering when the end gonna come and we we need to be concerned about this gospel getting out here. Hmm? We just like the apostles in the church. We wondering when we gonna get out of this oppression. Hmm? When we going to get out of here, Lord? Hmm? When, when you going to restore the kingdom back to Israel? They were more worried about uh, themselves than saving other men's lives. No, let me get out of here. I got to go. I know. I know. Like this, this, uh, this, this is going to be a, a good subject. But he says here, it shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. Then the end gonna come. So I wanna let you know. The end gonna come when the gospel hmm, go out in all the earth. And it's traveling. It's traveling fast. Uh let me go to this uh last scripture. And I gotta go. Really, I gotta go. Let y'all go. But we thank God for the word of God. Uh, let's go to Acts 2 and Acts 2 and 1. Uh, we're gonna go um to about uh, four. We'll go to Acts 2 and 1 through 4. Acts 2 and 1. We're still talking about this living witness, y'all. And if you're going to be a living witness, you got to be an individual who was present, who personally received it, who personally experienced it. Hmm? You were an eyewitness. You got the evidence. And you can get the testimony. This is why the saints testify. People say, is testimony service biblical? If you got the Holy Ghost, it is. <laughs> I got to go. Let me get out of here. I got to go. I'm going to stop meddling. But now, oh, Lord, I ain't, ain't picking on nobody. But I, I'm like David. I, Oh, Lord, I don't need nobody to praise the Lord for me. Hmm? I just need you to magnify him with me. Mm, and the Bible said, let us exalt his name together. But look here, in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, he says here, 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I know we went over this, but I'm going down a little bit far. And it says they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, mm, glory be to God. Mm, I know when I received the Holy Ghost, it was suddenly. Mm, all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. All of a sudden, you know, we thanking the Lord. And next thing you know, God and took over. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared. Here it is right here. And there appeared unto them clove and tongue like as a fire and it set up on each of them. Hmm? Don't let nobody tell you, oh Lord, that the Holy Ghost is not for you. And you know, people now, it's all kinds of stuff floating around. Hmm? The Holy Ghost is for you. And there appeared unto them clove and tongue like as a fire and it set up on each of them. And they were all filled. My Bible now. I don't know what version you got, but check your King James version. Check your New King James version. Check your NIV. Check your ASV. Check your Schofield. Check your dates. Huh? Check your Thompson Chain Bible. Check your new life application Bible. Hmm? Uh, check your Bible in basic English. Hmm? Check the RSV. Hmm? The NIV. Check all your Bibles and go to Acts 2 and 4. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Yours might say, read Holy Spirit. Same thing. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. The key is. Is the witness uttering? Or did somebody tell you to utter? Oh, glory. I got to go. Hmm? Is the Spirit doing the uttering? Or did somebody else tell you to utter? Because hmm? if man told you to utter, you're in trouble. Hmm? But if God give the utterance, oh, glory be to God, that witness is a lie. Hmm? And I want to let you know, be encouraged. Uh, we're praying for you. We want you to know all these good scriptures uh, that we have because it's very important. Now, I want you, uh, in your study time, if you got farther investigation about this, uh, read the whole entire chapter uh, of the second chapter of Acts, rather, Acts chapter 2. And you'll see this witness go to work. Uh, and if you just get happy, you can read all the way uh, from Acts 2, uh, chapter 2, to Acts chapter 4, and you'll really see the Holy Ghost working. Hmm? And 
it's more in the book of Acts, but I'm just saying if just just for just for uh, reference there, Acts chapter chapter two through Acts chapter four. You read those two chapters in your study time, and you will see the witness is still working in the church today. And don't let nobody tell you the Holy Ghost ain't for you because in Acts, uh, well, let me let me I got to go. Lord have mercy. I, I really have to go. I just want to uh, go ahead and go to it. Chapter 2 and 37. Well, 2 and 36. Got it on the screen for you. Acts 2 and 36. This is the apostle teaching. This is what I believe. This is what the Bible has written. And I accept all uh, the scripture that's been given by the inspiration of God. Hmm? It's profitable doctrine. For correction, for reproof, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I believe this. I'm gonna stand on this. Hmm? I'm gonna stay on the apostle foundation. There's no three gods, there's one God. Hmm? The Father that's above all, through all, and in you all. This is all I know, and this is all I need to know concerning salvation. Look at this. Acts chapter 2 and 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus. Hmm? They tried to kill the witness. Don't you know you may destroy my body, but you will not kill the witness that's in me because even Stephen testified after they killed him. Oh, glory. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Even Stephen testified after they killed him. I got to go. Hmm? John the Baptist testified after they killed him. Hmm? Jesus even testified after they crucified him. You cannot kill this witness. Oh, oh glory. Huh? Because this witness is of God. You might kill the body. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not crazy. You might kill the body. Hmm? But you will not kill the witness. Let me go. He says here, and the first thing, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, hallelujah, glory. The first thing the enemy want to do is attack your witness. Hmm? If he can kill the witness, he feel like his job is done. This is why it's important that we live right. Hmm? And the only time the witness is in jeopardy is when we go back on God. Lord have mercy. I got to quit. The only time the witness become in jeopardy is when we go back on God because God always hold his end of the bargain. He always does what he say he's going to do. He give you power huh, to keep you. He give you power to keep you from falling and present you faultless. He give you power to keep you, uh, oh Lord, in the center of his will. But God will not chain you down and make you stay over here. Hmm? You can leave if you want to. But guess what? That will not change the witness that God is. Hmm? God is. So look, as I close today, and I know I've went over time, but as I close today, I want to share with you. In Acts 2 and 37, 
Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter, unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Hmm? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If it was singular, then if you sinned again, you'd be in trouble. But he says here, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hmm? So that means more than one sin. Hmm? For the remission of all your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Look at this. And he says in 39. For the promises unto you. And it's to your children. Don't let, don't let nobody stifle the light that God wants to give you. People will tell you, uh, you know, this is just for adults. But the Bible says here in Acts chapter 2, number, number 38, 2 and 38 through 39. 39 says, for the promises unto you and to your children. And to all that are far off, even as many, the Lord, our God, shall call. God is calling you. I'm at the climax of this. And so we can move from this living witness. I went ahead and finished it today. But I want to let you know that God loves you. That he allowed and enabled us to come on the broadcast today and share with you a word of hope that you can be saved you can be delivered and you can be set free and since we're here today we want to give you an opportunity give your life to God uh, give your life over to Jesus because I cannot say that we're going to see tomorrow but we're living in some uncertain times. And some people, they're more worried about COVID and monkeypox. And uh, they even said uh, polio is back. Hmm? But I don't know nothing about all this other stuff that's out there. But I want to let you know. You may not get monkeypox. You may not get polio. Uh, you may not get no type of uh disease or, or ailment you could just not wake up tomorrow and if God should call our number we want to make sure that we have the living witness and we know it's of God and we don't have to worry about nobody putting us in heaven standing, standing over our casket trying to you know dress up and say good words over us your words going to be good but you can't put me in heaven hmm you can say a lot of nice things about me, but that ain't going to make my bed and make my peace with God. And so I say to you today with uh, sincere uh, conviction, and I look you in the eye and say, if today was your last day, how would you choose it? Becoming this living witness 
continue to live outside of the ark of safety. Because if you're living on the outside of the ark of safety, there's no promise outside of that. And this is why we must accept the plan of salvation. We must accept repentance. We must accept uh, God's way of saving mankind. Because the Bible says in Proverbs, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We're here to pray with you today. If you want to be saved, you can be saved. We're here to pray with you. Um, there was uh, one young man uh, on the last broadcast wanted us to pray with them as we were closing out and I was able to uh, reach out and, and uh, connect with him after someone sent me the uh, feed. And I just want to say to you, uh, if you're out there and you want to be saved and you have chatted in, uh, you've, you know, made, you know, your request to be made known that you want to be saved, uh, please post in the chat that you need prayer and we'll pray for you. If you want us to pray for you in private, you can call us directly at our cell number 414-628-0568. You can call us and we'll pray for you. But this is serious business, saints. This is serious business, people. And we want to let you know that this living witness is important to have it. And can't nobody give you this witness but God. Hmm? We can show you the path. We can show you the way. We can point you to the way of life. Huh? We can take you to the water. Hmm? To be baptized. But one thing we cannot do. We cannot give you the Holy Ghost. And I want to make sure I make this clear before I close out today. Because we got churches and uh, places and people. Uh, you know. Telling people how. You know. Uh, to receive the Holy Ghost. And that's not according to the scripture. According to the scripture. Because you got to believe on his name. Hmm? And then the Holy Ghost will come. But if you ain't believing on God's name. Hmm? And you hadn't been baptized. And you hadn't repented. You hadn't got down in the water. For the remission of your sin. And somebody just. Uh, you just gave your hand to the preacher. And said I'm giving my. I'm giving my hand to the preacher. And giving my heart to God. I want to let you know, man don't have no place for you, hmm? but God can destroy the body and the soul and cast into the lake of fire. And so we want to make sure that you are uh, well aware of God's ability to save and atone your sins and wash your sins away. You don't have to keep living a dirty life. Mm -hmm. You don't have to continue to do wrong and then hide and, you know, avoid holy people and avoid the church and, you know, avoid the law. Mm -hmm. You can get saved and you can face the world, a world that don't love God. And you can face a world and love them back with the God type of love. And so we want you to have your life in order with God. We're not concerned about, you know, what you got, what you can bring to the table. 
We're not concerned about no monetary value. We're not concerned about none of those things. We're concerned about your soul today. And if you want to be saved, you can be saved. Hmm? But you need to repent of them sins. Hmm? And repent means to turn away from the wrong and turn toward a righteous God. Hmm? But if you just turn all the way around, you just did a circle and you going back and you just in a cycle, honey. And these cycles going to wind. Oh, Lord, these cycles going to take you somewhere. And we're here today as a man of God, a man sent by God, a man called of God to break this cycle. Give your life to God. You tired of going through the same cycle, being taken advantage of. Give your life to God. Hmm? Call on Jesus. Ask God to save you. Ask God to forgive you. Say, Lord, forgive me of my wretchedness. Hmm? Praise God. Because even the best of us, the most moral sinner, is still on his way somewhere. Hmm? And so I want to let you know. God come that you may have life and that you may have a more abundant. We're here to pray with you. So we're going to leave with a word of prayer. But we extended a hand to you. We wanted to let you know that there's opportunity for you uh, to get it right with the Lord. And so we're going to pray for you if you're out there and you request in prayer that God may guide your heart, may direct your heart. Uh, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for all these families that's out here going through different things. Hmm? We're praying for you. And I, hey, we hoping that you would, you know, the word of God would trigger something in you and cause you uh, to, to grab life. Because hmm? he did say, uh, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And you can choose life or death. But if I were you, I would choose life. And if I were you, I want to be on the Lord's side. So let us go before the, uh, the throne of grace. We just want to pray for a couple minutes here that the Lord may prepare your heart. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come before thee and before thy throne of grace, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would touch the hearts, O oh God, of men and women, those, O oh God, that you're calling to be saved. Touch them right now. This we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you, O oh God, will honor their repentance. Lord, you will minister to their hearts right now. Oh God, as they, O oh God, have been wounded. Oh God, as they have been mistreated. Some, O oh God, have been downtrodden. Some have been forgotten about. But Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, with your grace and your love, that you would, O oh God, touch them right now. Minister healing to their hurt and to their feelings and to their desires, God, that it may become your desire, that their desires may become your desire, that they want to be like you, Lord, and that they will want to live for you, God, that they want to commit their lives unto you, a holy God, a just God, a righteous God, that would in no way judge them or cast them out. We pray right now for your healing hand of deliverance to be upon them now in the matchless name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the glory and the praise. We're praying, God, that you would send breakthrough, healing, and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord God, they would understand that we're in the last day. And while the doors of the church is open, God, oh God, we give the invitation. We welcome them into the house of God. And oh God, we pray, Lord God, that they would, oh God, choose life. This we ask and pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, grant them deliverance, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the glory and the praise. Loose them from the bands of the wicked and the wickedness that they have committed. And Lord, grant them forgiveness and repentance, oh God, for their ungodly deeds. That, oh God, they may know, oh God, that there's a bomb in Gilead and that you're yet healing the sin-sick heart and soul. Touch right now. This we pray in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we be careful to give you the glory, honor, and the praise. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this prayer. And we pray, God, that somebody will reach out, call on your name, and receive deliverance. These and other blessings we ask and pray in Jesus' name to the glory of God. Bless the saints. Bless the viewers. Bless the subscribers. Bless them and their families, God, that we all would draw closer to thee. And Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. We hope and pray uh, to God uh, that you would um, make a rational decision. I just want to say to you, please join us back on Wednesday. We're going to start our new series since we were able to finish it today. I, uh, the Lord uh, kind of pushed me and nudged me on to finish it today. And so we did finish uh, the living witness. Uh, my final scripture on that was Revelation 14 and 13. So you can get that in your study time. So that's the last scripture on that living witness, Revelation 14 and 13. But uh, we're just so excited about um, the things that God is bringing to the broadcast. And so we need you to join us. Uh, we're inviting those of you that desire to come to join us and be with us on the broadcast. So please help us uh, by joining the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. We want uh, some other uh, preachers, ministers, evangelists, those of you that would like to uh, join, inbox me. Uh, and we would uh, set up a time where you can come and join us for however length of time that you uh, uh, feel is feasible. And we will uh, allow uh, some good, wholesome reasoning and dialogue to come uh, out of the scriptures as we go forward on this year. And so please join us uh, in this fall. We got some more new things happening and coming. And so we want to keep you abreast of the things that are happening in the church. If you have announcements or any updates that you like broadcast on this broadcast, please inbox me and we will share those things with our viewers and subscribers so that we all can have a holy habitation in God. And so again, we want to thank you for joining the Faith in God and that TV. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God and that TV. Until next time, we want to say God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise God.